Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, there's a new ledger poll out this week, and it reveals that only 20% of Canadians are actually interested in returning to the office full-time. Then we have BC, other provinces. They are deploying their reopening plans amid va mass vaccinations. And I think it's time to take another look at what the new normal may end up being like when it comes to the office. Joining us today is Shauna Moran. She is founder and managing director of Operate Remote. She's here to lend us some insights into how things are shaping up. And Shauna, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me, Tyler. So do you get the sense now that maybe employers are realizing things aren't just going to go back to normal after it's been, you know, like more than a year of this kind of a hybrid model for some, remote fully for many others, um, just in the typical office setting? Absolutely, Tyler. You know, it's it's shown time and time again in the research that hybrid is the preferred way of working and you know hybrid meaning that your team is composed of in-office and remote employees um you know slack uh, recently did a survey with their team and 72 percent of their team preferred the hybrid type of model and i think when we actually look at why that is it makes sense you know over the last 18 months a lot of uh, individuals and teams and organizations have been forced into remote working. And while remote working has come with its own set of challenges and remote working dur during a pandemic, which is very different, it's also opened people's eyes as to how productive they can be and how effective they can be at their job that doesn't require them to be in one specific location. So for example, you know, people are really um, enjoying the benefits of not having to commute. Um, so it makes sense that a lot of us want to work in a hybrid way because it really it's like having your cake and eating it too, right? We get to collaborate with our coworkers. We get to see them in the office, whatever cadence that might be. And then we also get time to go home and actually do our work from our own location without those commutes, without having to organize um, to go into an office. What is maybe lost, though, if we aren't seeing our coworkers, you know, every single day of the week? I, I just think about that collaborative aspect that sometimes can't be recreated fully if we're doing, say, a Zoom call, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, in remote environments, we really need to create remote first processes. And even in a hybrid environment, we still need to create remote first processes. And what I mean by that is we, we need to think about how we develop our internal processes as a team so that it is optimized for remote environments. Because the last thing that we want to do is just rely on the office for that collaboration and that engagement. So we should still be able to do that um, as, uh, as a remote team, as a remote worker. So one of the biggest challenges that is that we're going to see in hybrid environments is actually on an organizational level that the isolation and separation between office and remote workers, because naturally, as we know, people in, in an office, they'll form close knit bonds and the office. Uh, as we start to return to that might have some sort of a celebratory feel to it, especially when we've lacked that social interaction with the world over the last 18 months. So that excitement will be difficult to replicate across computer screens. And we, we actually risk our remote teams feeling left out. So those water cooler moments that will be happening more so now than ever will result in folks that work from home potentially missing out on important information and decisions.
So if the expectation isn't set with our teams before they go back into an office, they might make decisions that exclude remote team members. And, and maybe they don't even do this from a conscious level. After all, many people are sick and tired of Zoom meetings. And the effort that it might take um, to rally remote and office team members together into a meeting may play havoc. And that could result in miscommunication duplication of efforts and maybe even projects lacking transparency. So it's really important that as an organization, we start to set the tone for the best practices of how we're going to communicate. Something as simple as, you know, if we're going to have a meeting, everybody's going to be on Zoom rather than everybody in the office being on Zoom uh, or being together in person and, and those remote workers um, that are on our team logging in through a big computer screen at the top of the meeting room. Because that's where we create that isolation and separation. If you're the remote worker, it's very hard to actually hear everything that's happening. You do feel that sense of exclusion because you're not there in person and, and things can be missed. So going back to basics on some of those processes is really important and considering remote first. I'm thinking about my own company. You know, we are a newspaper, a, a media outlet. Uh, there is something to be said about being next to your, you know, colleagues being able to figure out, you know, breaking news stories, what's going to be something that is more kind of um, further down the road. I, I wonder if there is kind of an ideal model for this hybrid sort of model here in, in which does it depend on industry? Does it depend on kind of the individual workers or company in order to figure out how much time can be spent in the office collaborating versus how much time can be spent, you know, productively at home? Yes, I would say the answer to that is it depends on the team that you have. And I would say to any organization out there is if you haven't done so already, start to collect the data within your own team. Start to get your team thinking about what are the things that have gone well over the last 18 months? What are the projects or the habits or the responsibilities that they have that work particularly well for them when they're working from home? And similar to that, on the other side, what are the things that aren't going well? What are they lacking? Where are they lacking that? What have been the areas of certain projects that have been difficult to move forward because they have been working remotely? So like you said, Tyler, it might be that kind of you know strategy session, that brainstorming, that collaboration piece that might be left to an office environment. And then it's that deeper work, that execution that's left when we're at home. Um, a lot of organizations that I've spoken to recently since the pandemic have actually you know limited their space that they have in the office so they don't have as many desks as they maybe did 18 months ago so i i think coupling the 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 realistic aspect of, of what's feasible um along with your team's data to see where where are the strengths for them when they're together in the office versus where are the strengths for them as individuals um when when they're working remotely from home on their own um, a lot of companies that I have worked with recently and, and, and that I've been in talks with have decided to keep that collaboration piece together. So what they're doing is they're bringing different teams together once a week in the office. And then, you know, once a quarter, they're planning to have, um, you know, those planning days together as, as, a, as a company, depending on the size, of course, but also um, within different departments. So that's kind of the best of both worlds. But again, it's starting with that data collection point, I would advise. So we've talked a lot about kind of the HR factor here. I'm, I'm wondering about the economic factor as well. Like, is there much of a conversation being had about how this is 
you know, potentially economic benefit, economically beneficial for both workers that could maybe save costs on commuting, as well as offices, as you just mentioned, you know, maybe they don't need the same square footage that they had previously been relying on when every single worker was coming into the office every single day. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting. I think you know those those cost savings. You know, from a from a worker's perspective, there is a calculator that that you can uh, that you can find online where you can look at your costs versus in an office versus um you know when you're when you're working remotely, and you know it's the things like lunches, it's the it's the commutes, it's the you know the eating out, it's even thinking about having to to buy new clothes right for for the office. It's all of those things that we can save on. Um, but you know as an office i think um as an organization a lot of people decide on remote work because of the cost savings factor that is one major benefit of it and of course you know what i what i do say to organizations is the money that you're saving on those office costs um really do need to be reinvested into your remote team um you know through relevant training maybe it's setting them up for success with their with their equipment at home with their desks with their chairs whatever that looks like um but i do think that you know businesses really it's it's time to reevaluate does remote working make sense for you a, a lot of businesses at the start of the pandemic especially in you know the tech and the SaaS world and um, where i kind of specialize in you know, they said to me at the start of the pandemic, look, Shauna, we're going 100% remote and we're committed to that because it makes sense for us. We want to attract a global pool of talent. The cost savings make sense. And we want people working across many different time zones because it caters to our, our goal of 24-7 customer support. Now, that's that industry, but it's not going to make sense for every single industry. So I think it's a case-by-case basis, but it's looking at the holistic picture of it um, and what can what is actually financially viable and logistic viable for your business. So even an expert in remote working before it even became like as prevalent as it is right now as a result of the pandemic, how have you seen maybe attitudes change or kind of evolve over the past year plus as it's just kind of become the new normal? Yeah, I, I've been researching remote teams for the last six years. And, uh, you know, I some people say I, I, I can see into the future because I didn't know back then that the, the whole world would be working remotely. But really, I, I decided to take that that journey in, into that research because of my own struggles in, in managing remote teams for various organizations. So I, I think the challenges today are very different because we have to realize that this is not a normal remote working situation. You know, a normal remote working situation uh, really looks like that we have the opportunity to work from potentially anywhere, potentially different locations, that we could meet our co-workers in a coffee shop, you know, that we could create hubs of, of, of teams and departments and people in different locations around the city or around the country. Um, you know, it looks like we, we potentially might be able to travel. Uh, we, we have we have childcare you know, that, that we're able to see our friends. So a lot of the reactions of, of uh, and the challenges that teams are facing today, um, which primarily is around team burnout, you know, 75% of the workforce have, have experienced burnout since the pandemic began. That's a survey by Monster that they did this year. So that is all that is all heightened because of the pandemic. And in some cases is a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. So I think that the opening of 
everything within in the country is not only going to you know give the option to, towards a hybrid environment but it's also going to improve the quality of um the, the structure of days that remote workers have because we'll have more options um, and that's really, uh, you know, what's really important in remote working is that freedom. And we haven't had that over the last 18 months. And I think, you know, we have to remember that, that it's it's not a normal remote working environment. I'll just share my own personal journey. Like I started my career as, as a freelancer much of the time. I, I did not like working from home. I, I liked it when, you know, I got to go into a newsroom for a week or two to fill in for somebody on vacation versus sitting at home and, and writing stories by myself. I, I, I was very wary about uh, adopting this kind of model at the outset of the pandemic. And it took me an adjustment period. It took me about a month. And then I, I realized um, that I, I think there is something to be said uh, about this. Uh, do you find that there's other similar journeys? Like a lot of people are coming around. Maybe they were a little skeptical about what this could mean. And it, it actually makes sense. There is more of that kind of flexibility, as you were alluding to earlier. Yeah. And you know what, Tyler? It's about... It's about catching yourself in those moments, just like you did at the start. You know, you realize that actually what really works for me is going into a newsroom and collaborating with people around me. So how can I, if I can't exactly do that right now, how can I replicate uh, some of that in, in what I'm doing? And really, you know, in the work that I do and as an accredited coach, I see that the most success or the, the, the way that we can set ourselves up for success in remote environments is, di- is by developing that self-awareness because there is no one size fits all. And we have to get really clear on what are the things that give us the energy versus what are the things that take our energy. You know, for example, um, I recently uh, was putting together some content on introverts versus extroverts. Um, and what does that look like in our, in our remote setting, right? So some people do get their energy from being around people and being in meetings all day where some people actually it takes their energy. So it's really around tapping into that for ourselves because I think that there's a massive opportunity in the way things are going that we have more flexibility and we have more options and organizations have to provide those options. Um, So that means we can really tap into what are the things that truly work for us and that are unique to us and how can we create a workplace that is diverse and inclusive of all of that. Well, as we uh, let you go here, can I ask, are are you more of the person that gets the energy being in these uh, groups or are you somebody who is kind of perfectly capable of, you know, being on your own and uh, having that energy to work still that way too? Great question. I would say I'm, I'm, I'm probably a mixture of both. Um, when it comes to running my own business, I'm, I'm much better on my own and that uninterrupted time. But when it comes to kind of creating that vision, and obviously I'm a coach, I get so much energy from being around people in terms of, you know, running workshops and, and teaching and doing training. But I also know that back to back meetings completely take my energy. And I also know when I focus best. So I know in the morning, first thing, I, I shouldn't really have calls because it doesn't work for me. I should take them kind of mid-afternoon. And I also know that after 4 p.m., you know, my brain doesn't really like to, to focus on work. You know, I, I'm, it's just a huge resistance for me. But I've learned that over the years, so I'm able to set myself up for success every day. So, you know, I would say to anybody listening is bring that sense of curiosity to how you're working and what's really working for you and what isn't. Because now is the opportunity that we can start to experiment. That's all we need to do. We just need to experiment. Well, excellent. Shauna, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. 
That's Shauna Moran. She is founder and managing director of Operate Remote. And that is it for the show today. But we will be back tomorrow. Until then, you can go to BIV.com. More stories, more interviews there. For now, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.